0: Everybody, welcome to the very first episode of the "Suspense Is Killing Us" podcast. Uh, I'm the, your host, I guess, Kevin Clark. Got uh, got my co-host here, Matt Lynch. Hi. Say something, Matt Lynch. That's me. Say your name, say Matt Lynch. We've got producer slash other co co conspirator Travis Vote. Hi, that's here. me. We're gonna we're gonna dive into. Uh, well, let me. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing? I don't know. No, I can tell you why. It's because it's because I watched. Uh, it was basically because I watched that show, that new TV show, Homecoming, A I, fine program, which I recently found out is getting the second season, which is the most disappointing oh, geez, thing really? I, I could have heard because it's like it was a per, it's a perfect. I was like, this is a perfect miniseries, this is a perfect story, that was great, and they're just going to leave it alone, and then they're like, oh, season two, what the season two about? Anyway, uh, but it was kind of like it was it was kind of like a does the podcast it's based on have a second season? I don't know, no. I don't I don't know. I watched some TV, questions I don't man wasn't meant to understand. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I was watching that show, and all the whole the whole score is lifted from, like... Everything's uh, from another movie. ...thrillers from, like, the 70s and 80s. And so I was going through this list of movies that they'd ripped stuff off from, and uh, there were a couple of titles. I haven't seen some of these titles. I'm going to check them out. So I checked. So I was like, I'm going to check out The Star Chamber with Michael Douglas. Classic David Shire score. <laughs> so I watched uh, The Star Chamber, and I was, like, thinking about how it fits into this, like, n- uh, this type of movie that nobody makes anymore. That homecoming kind of movies that have came been replaced with television,
1: television with yeah. television they do shows and television, like so they don't so, make movies like that. Anymore. But so not home- even like homecoming. Like you know, there's no murder mystery right. movies or serial killer movies anymore because yeah. CSI and Dexter right. and whatever took that do over it every week. And
0: so, so but it's interesting that there was this whole slew of those kind of movies from like the eight in the 80s and 90s, and it's just and that was like most movies that were in theaters mm-hmm. every week were like those kind of movies, semi adult thrillers. Yeah, yeah, and nobody nobody makes those kind of things anymore. And so I was like, your you know. Your Kiss the Girls
1: is your Bones Collectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashley Judd. Ashley <laughs> <mean>, Judd. Just <laughs> Ashley Judd. Future episode We're going to do Judd. Ashley Judd in the future. We'll do uh, Ashley Judd in the future. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. We're going to start. Uh, you kind watch of these light. Ashley Judd
2: movies now, and I watched a bunch of them in the last year, and you go, this is. A, they don't make movies like this no, at all. all. They no. will never see a movie like this ever again.
0: And, um, and a lot of it is like such middle-of-the-road <laughs> stuff that I was like... Yeah, we should make clear that our so argument the reason, is not that these are good. And the reason I wanted to do it was more, more that <laughs> some I was... Some of them are. I want, of them of them are I, sure. I want to find the good ones. Yeah, we're not saying that these movies are good. I'm hoping that we can find some good ones, and we will, in the second episode, have found a, at least one good one. Yeah. Um. Uh. First episode, well, there's some okay stuff. But uh, the main thing I want is that I also wanted to do a podcast because... I kind of had the inkling, I'm like, I want to watch a lot of these movies. And then I thought, if I'm not going to do that by myself if I right. have no reason to. So this podcast is the reason. So hopefully you enjoy listening to us talk about movies that yeah. are, like, they're not, and they're not, some of them aren't even very bad. It's that they're so, there are so many of these, and they're so, like, middle of the road, and you wonder, like, why was why was this so? Po- and these are movies that were popular, right? Like a huge. lot of them were huge hits. Ashley, I mean, Ashley Judd, one of the
2: biggest stars in the world <laughs> yeah,
1: for huge. five years. I mean, like, and the, we're not getting to Ashley Judd just yet. so... The Star Chamber so. was, was Fox's big summer push that summer. Was uh, that? A, was that a big hit? Versus? No, it didn't do very okay. well at all. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> was that against? Was that eighty uh, two? They yeah, and they pulled it for some other movie and like put that into way more theaters. Mister Mom, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't think was going to do very well. That's another movie that you couldn't see today. Like uh, that is, I
2: don't even know what genre Mr. Mom's supposed to be. Comedy, isn't it crazy? SJW that man- <laughs>
1: propaganda is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Dads Here are moms go. too. Give me a break. Well, I know, right? They meet at night behind closed doors. The
2: case of People versus Lawrence Monk and Arthur
1: Coombs are dismissed, the defendants are hereby released. Down and They have a shattering secret. Right now, you're pure once
3: you hear what I'm going to say. You'll lose that forever. The answer is in here somewhere. It always is. You think they're just going to sit around and let you blow them away? Do you? They can't. Somebody is trying to kill you. If you'd listen to me,
2: you would find out the reasons I'm I'm
3: exposed on a secret that will affect us all.
0: Let's jump right into uh, the Star Chamber. Shall we? 82, 83.
1: It's 83. Peter Mm Hyams starring Michael Douglas. Michael Michael Douglas, by the way. We're doing all Peter Hyams. It's all Peter Hyams, this this one. uh, Starting with this in chronological order.
0: I brought this idea to Matt and he said, and I'd I'd think I'd watch the Star Chamber, and he said, "Ooh, well, uh, here's two more of Peter Hyams. Let's just do that." And I'm like, "Okay, perfect. That's a perfect, uh, yeah. perfect way to sort of just do one director, which we don't do every time, but you know, um, but uh, also." Uh, Michael Douglas is in this movie, and he's a pretty big wheel down at the, uh, the, old, <laughs> the, the old
2: the thriller The Thriller Factory? Thriller <laughs> 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 Factory. <laughs> you know, Michael mean, Douglas. plenty. Another plenty of one enough. of his indelible, thoroughly unlikable <clears throat> character portraits that it's for
1: somehow he built a huge career off of. And it's this like, one, at least he he's was. not an out-and-out out piece of right. shit, though. I mean, he, he's, he's just not an che- ineffectual. He's not cheating on his wife or anything right. this one, is He's he? wishy-washy to the yeah. point of uh, being a nightmare. Okay,
0: so what? let's describe the plot of The Star Chamber.
1: Michael Douglas is a judge, Uh and he is sick and tired of having to acquit these criminals, these disgusting criminals, excuse me, uh, because of some technical bullshit. Kitty rapers, murderers (sighs) of old women, children. Murderers of five old women. Five old women. And they're getting kids, off on... People who
2: run kitty kitty pornography uh, rings and then murder the kids afterwards. Yeah. Just gotta
0: let, let them go. They get set free. You, <laughs> you gotta let, let them go. T- and Because getting... it's the law. It's... It's, there's a te- technicality. Yeah. Well, they didn't find that evidence, and they didn't ask the his trash. So right, which is not a thing. I don't think that's a thing. I all think right. That they so would... yes,
2: the, the movie begins with two police officers, one of whom is the guy who plays Kramer. The other Kramer. Yeah, on he's Seinfeld TV Kramer. He's on. He, I can't remember what the actor's name is. You would recognize him. We all recognize him. Yep. And uh, and they find. Uh, he they steals find this... the raisins. Oh, this movie is also is also racist. I mean, this movie has all of the worst attitudes about the about um, criminal justice that you can possibly have until it sort of weirdly flips towards the uh at the past the halfway point. The movie yeah. has no convictions whatsoever it turns out. But anyways, <laughs> the begin- the first half of it is total hysteria about how the crime has go- is taking over and these two cops catch accost this guy who
1: turns out to be a man who has murdered five mm-hmm. old nice women. There's plenty of evidence to suggest And, and that's Poss- that's why they were possibly nuns. Possibly they were possibly nuns, nuns also. But they figure this out because the cops chase the dude back to his house. The guy throws his gun in the trash before he goes inside. They search the trash. No, they can't truck. search. They can't search the trash. No, that's what the cops say, but that's not actually true. But I mean, that's what happens. There's though. a there's a, a lot, lot they of this
0: movie that is not that actually is, true. There's I,
1: a I, lot of this movie that's just like this with two guys going like, "Well, can we search the trash? I don't know. Can we search there's a the whole, trash? There's a whole the movie does And know. then
0: they go, "I got an idea." And then they wait for the trash truck to come and dump it into the trash truck because then, then it's they communal go, property. Oh, property. here's a gun because it's public property. But then, for whatever reason, that. That, well, that, that, they, that makes it, it to that go makes into evidence the in The argument yeah, yeah. is a
1: chain of custody of the evidence argument. Because mm-hmm. they have moved the gun, it's no longer technically tieable to the guy. And yeah. therefore, anything that they find as a result of the search because of the gun is what they call fruit of the poisonous tree. <laughs> it's true. Wow. And, and so any evidence that they get from... That is okay. not admissible, so they can no longer admit any evidence that actually ties this guy to the crime. Hence, they must let him go.
2: Right, and that I don't know. And that's the crux of the first two thirds of the movie. Essentially, mm-hmm. is just it's almost uh, it's a lot it's of the movie lo- loosely plotted because it's just one kind of sequence after another where someone. I mean the crimes that people commit to that they get off on technicalities for are like absurd. I mean this is the child pornography ring, Ooh. and then yeah. and so they keep bringing the these child crime, murder ring, child murder pornography. The wor- I mean <laughs> the worst. It's a thing. child pornography murder worst, ring. It's like which the worst is the crime they could have Because of. of
1: an illegal search.
2: Right. Well. Like, I I said that I smelled marijuana in the car, and then we saw the kids' shoe. And they keep, so they keep bringing these up to Michael Douglas, who was a judge, which I find hysterical. Just (laughs) seeing him sitting in the judge, the judge booth or whatever they call it. He looks frustrated that Michael Douglas isn't a judge. (laughs) Uh, But he keeps on going like, he keeps like the apple at court. Gets, oh. gets so much blame in this movie.
1: It's that fucking appellate court. He's like, yeah, that's the ah. thing. He's like, I would. They were. They would have got off an appeal. I can't convict. Them. Okay,
0: one of I you. Can't do it. One of you guys who went to law school, explained the appellate court to me.
1: The appellate court is basically he convicts them, and then they'll appeal their sentence right, a, okay, that's at a right. higher okay. court, and then it will be overturned on appeal because because of the bad, of the evidence. bad evidence. Right. And so he can't. He can't in good which which basically faith. means him a shitty makes him a shitty judge. Just convict them. He's like, I don't want to tie up the system with this. this is, uh, yeah, just put him in jail. It's my problem <laughs> with that character is that he's like, well, uh,
2: instead of You know, it's letting, not like he'd be the... out on
1: appeal tomorrow. Right. These things take years. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why do you got to be a fucking hero about it, too? Let the appellate court be <laughs> the bad guys. Like, well, I got to do it. They're, they're going to do it. Well, let them do it. Let them get off a guy who fucking killed the kids. Well, I mean, <laughs> judging judging by his actions it.
1: throughout the course of the movie, I think you could posit a the theory that Michael Douglas' character kind of gets off on being a grief mob. Clearly. Yeah
2: he's a he's, a little he's bit. wishy-washy
1: cuz the way pussy.
0: the whole movie yeah the whole movie he's like he's wishy-washy about everything cuz he's like yeah, oh, he keeps going oh, back and forth on. and then so then well let's get to the so he's so that's the setup is that, and that the, setup is that the, and
2: that setup goes on
1: forever, for at least half of the movie
0: but uh, that's the setup is that the court system in America is is fucked yeah is entirely too fucked so i got some
2: quotes too when 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 it comes oh, to it to to what the tone of this movie <coughs> is
0: so this is one of the only this one has like this and then it ha, this was one of the only ones i think that has like a real high concept uh of the 3 that has like a super high concept uh like premise because mm-hmm. then there's the star chamber right which is of the title. a group
1: of judges led presumably by Hal Holbrook yeah. the actor uh who is also playing a judge himself. Playing, playing himself <laughs> yeah he's also a judge and he uh they are basically a, a, a kangaroo shadow court that uh, that <laughs> reviews cases where bad guys have gotten gotten off scot free, mm-hmm. and then hires hitmen to murder them. And they go th- summary executions. Yep, they go That's through right.
0: the cases and go, yeah. Do we think he deserves to die? And then they vote and go, You're okay. guilty, and guilty, guilty. And then they send this fucking some hitman after this him. Mean, this like mean looking hitman after.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't know the actor, but he's just this cold looking. Yeah. son of a bitch. A lot of the people that they send the hitman after are people of color a lot of the people committing crimes in this movie are people of color i mean it's so is it's, the hero
1: cop though so is the hero uh,
2: yafuto Koto. Koto is the good guy cop <laughs> and he keeps on coming across body after body and being like man i wish i could arrest people for
1: murder but i can't yeah. the system this fucking system, system is set up to protect the criminals if only there was some connection between all of these recently acquitted <laughs> Super cr- super predator criminals <laughs> that show up with bullets in their brains. If right. only I could draw some kind of pattern here. Because
2: apparently this has been going on for God for knows how forever. long. Forever. Oh, and we're for, we're forgetting one of the crucial details. One of the first things you see in this movie is a member of said chart Star Chamber. We come to find out later he's a member of the Star Chamber blowing his fucking brains out. Yeah, yeah. That's why All they. Right. That's why there's, a vacancy, there's a vacancy in the Star Chamber, yes. and they they
0: they acquire Michael Douglas. He they goes, recruit I, Michael I, Douglas. Holbrook's like, I think I think I got a guy who I think he's <clears> he's frustrated enough with his with his uh, judge job that he'll be on our weird shadow and court. it's implied that our the suicide
1: court. guy at the beginning did it because he was so conflicted over the moral quandary he had uh, he had gotten himself into he, that he by, being on, star by being on the start being on
2: in the start on the star chamber so, so, this movie, so this movie, what does this movie think? Well, because A, it's ta- positing that like this crime thing is co- totally out of control, and then it gives you an alternative method of dealing with it, and then it's, I mean, this, this is, method is so morally dubious. This is classic
1: 80s that, Reaganite Hollywood politics, man. Yeah. It's like, look, we agree that the system is bad, but we also agree that murder is wrong unless... Yeah. And, and you know, the movie comes out at the end to say, like, yes, vigilante justice, essentially not good. But it, no, but, right, but but some guys that but conclusion some, is, is it's foggy. only it's only because the guys that the Star Chamber are killing are maybe not actually criminals. Well, they also but sort they of are. are.
0: Well, so yeah, so let's, let's talk oh. about that because that's my favorite part is that the guys who so the these cops so the pull, rapers. These cops pull over these guys who when you, first, rapers, when you first when you first meet these guys they're in a van and they're going to rob a grocery store, store. and they're going to rob a grocery store and then like a, a, a motorcycle cop pulls up and they go never mind man let's let's fuck it we're not going to do it and they're clearly high. On, I don't know if it's marijuana, but they're like. Well, I think we
1: find out later exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, right.
0: And so, uh, so they're like driving, and then these cops like, because it's, it's a suspicious. Blue windowless van. Pulling. One of the
1: guys is vaguely Hispanic. Pull them yeah. out.
0: Pull
2: them over. The other guy is the dude from Murphy Brown.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Joe Regalbuto. <laughs> so these guys,
0: they they the cops like do cops pull them over and they do the illegal illegal search and they like look in they look in there. One of marijuana. the cops says, "I smell, smell marijuana." I smell. And the the other cop is uh fucking uh from <coughs> the Sopranos, <laughs> um season two of the oh, Sopranos. Yeah. He's, he's in a- Mean Streets also. <laughs> yeah. He uh I can't remember the actor's name now. Fuck. Anyway. They uh, they, the they look around in the in the van and they see like this you know bloody sh- child's shoe and this and these and these two guys look as surprised as the cops like oh shit uh wh- whoops
1: they are insanely squirrely but yeah
0: they're yeah. very squirrely so they go to court and then they get
2: off. You know, and, and, and when they get off on one of these technicalities yeah.
1: that I don't believe exist in the justice system in real life. This one I buy. It is an illegal search.
2: I suppose so, but I still feel like that the, the the justice system is a reflection of people rather than rules and they'll figure out a way to put sure, these sure. Guys the away. Sure, sure the
1: the premise of the movie is faulty, yes. but yeah. But, uh, but anyways, like when they get off one of
2: them goes like God bless America. And it's like this real bitter moment. Yeah, and he tells it like, he you know, actually says his, his court
1: appointed defense lawyer, yeah, was, like hey, let's go get Thanks a drink.
2: man, thanks for getting us off. And the guy's let's like, oh, I a, don't let's have to
1: like get it. a drink.
0: He's like, yeah. I I know this is my job, but I don't have to like you scum. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> and he's like, Let's get a drink. But these guys it turns out these guys are, we are innocent. innocent. There's more. Oh, There's more.
1: Then, the dad, the dad, oh, James, James B. Seeking, Seeking, who shows up in two of the Peter Hyams movies we're going to talk about today, and as and well as the further next. films that is we're going to see. He's not in the Presidio. He's not in the Presidio. Yeah. Uh, played, famously played Doogie Hauser's dad on Doogie yep. Hauser MD. Hill Street Blues. Yeah, he was on Hill Street. Um, and he also is the bad guy in multiple Peter Hyams movies, including mm-hmm. Outland and Narrow Margin, which we'll discuss later. Anyway, he's the dad of the murdered boy. He... Goes out for revenge against the acquitted killers. Accidentally shoots the wrong guy, who's fine. I mean, he, that well, guy he survives. Pulls a gun in pulls court. a gun in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Some guy kind of steps in front of him. Ends up in jail now. Uh, com- like, I- there's a great scene where Michael Douglas goes to visit him, and 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 the 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 dad who's now in jail for attempted murder, uh, kind of pulls this vaguely absolving speech on him about how it's like you know the court system is is at it fault. It's not you. Blah 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 blah. And then we find out later, kills himself in prison.
2: Yeah, Yeah. off camera. Off camera. Yeah, he he actually leans into him really hard when they meet at the prison because he. But he's he's very calm about it. But then he goes, "Did you hear the news? The those guys that you set free killed another boy. Yeah, that one's on you, Michael Uh Douglas." And Michael Douglas is just like, "Yeah, but." those guys turns out did not kill
0: those kids those guys were not child murderers nope. so you, they were just car thieves and so, you go, and well, so you go that's if, all if, we
1: know at right now if, okay.
0: if this could it could be an interesting like setup if they hadn't had the first scene with those guys where they were gonna rob a grocery store and they were just car thieves and they jacked a car and you know there's a whole that's an interesting uh premise of like oh well, no, these the guys didn't do keep it but there's a, these twists on us is what
1: makes the movie ideology completely incoherent. Right.
0: Exactly. And so these guys Oh, so they didn't do it. So okay. So the, good it's good that they got off then. And now the mis- okay, the, so they yeah. see, they now the clearly star chamber, seem like bad guys, but they so they're scum, yeah. but you're like but it's good that they didn't go to prison we for want the, child We murder. want the punishment to match the crime. Right. Right, they shouldn't go to
1: prison. And so for the that. wheels of the star chamber begin turning in earnest. The mm-hmm. star chamber now with Michael Douglas in full effect. Decides that these guys need to be killed. Right. Oh, because they still think they're child murderers. At they still point. think they're child murderers. We know they're not. Yafed Koto now figures out that they're not child yeah. murderers through a through a particularly icky interrogation with a young man of color. Flowers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, now then Michael Douglas finds out that the guys are innocent of the crime of being child killers and goes to warn them. That there's a hitman after them. He finds out where
2: they... Well, he tries to talk the star chamber out of it, and they're all just like, we can't stop it. Yep. It's we we got our dicks in the wind here, and if Look, we, uh, we 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 get in trouble if we try to do anything. Yeah, so we can't stop this hitman from killing a person, and so he's like, Who? "Well, then I'll take care." We can't stop a hitman from killing a presumably innocent person, and then Hal Holbrook makes little veiled sort of like, "And then you better kind of watch yourself if you keep this if you keep doing this yeah. sort of thing, because we might kill you." <laughs> yeah, also like, uh, like okay. man,
1: the Star Chamber's out of control. Cool. Star <laughs> Chamber's really out of control. I think that's the premise <laughs> cool, of the movie. Cool club. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess so Michael Douglas goes to stop these guys. He finds out where they warehouse. They hang so, out. Of. Warehouse
1: somehow. they hang out in, <laughs> and an he awesome tracks warehouse. them I down. The it's
0: a classic movie warehouse, yeah.
1: And it turns out that not only are they not child murderers, no, and not merely car thieves, but they're meth makers uh-huh. they're innocent of not being guilty.
0: There's <laughs> a yeah. great scene where Michael Douglas goes in there and he sniffs around, and he's like, God, there's these chemicals. And he goes, There's this, and there's this. You guys are making <laughs> PCP or something, yeah. Like it's PCP, PCP. That's it's PCP. What it is. Goes, yeah. metallic
2: phosphorus bom- bromide, uh, yeah. <laughs> Carbon, molecular, uh, <laughs> mercurial.
0: You guys are making from PCP. Qualified. I
2: remember from back in my days
0: of making PCP. <laughs> <I guess>. Apparently.
2: <laughs> and he's holding he's holding like a bottle of chemicals, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, if I drop this bottle of chemicals, it all goes we up. We all go. Debatable.
0: So he shows up to warn these guys, and they're total dicks about it. He's they're like, pretty, hey, guys. They're pretty
2: not cool
1: about hey it. Hey,
0: guys. Uh, and they're like, it's the judge. We should kick his ass. And they start beating him up. And he's like, guys, guys, I'm trying to warn you that these guys are going to kill you. Well, how do you know they're going to kill Well, what... These he's trying to like, rip us off. Yeah, and then he's trying to steal our, our PCP. Let's get him. And so, like they it, they it, it, it keep flip flopping on these dudes. Like they're bad guys. You first scene you see them and they're bad guys. They're gonna rob a grocery store. Then you're like, maybe they're not so bad because they didn't murder like, that. did not sure. that bad. They're not that bad. And then at the end, you're like, maybe they. They I don't deserve know. to guys die. These guys do deserve. They do to deserve die. to
2: yeah. die. And and the movie and the movie <laughs> comes to that conclusion because they try they they chase him around like it's a horror movie. They chase Michael Douglas around this warehouse trying yeah. to kill him. And uh, and then and he, Michael Douglas goes down a big slide. Oh, that's <laughs> well, he's right. a big f- factor. And goes, then he goes down a little spiral slide. He falls through a floor, lands on a slide, and goes down yeah. this spiral yeah, and he slide goes, like wee! nine floors. No, he, yeah.
1: he should. <laughs> while the hitman is chasing the three of them through the building. Now, yes. refresh my memory. I know it's only been a little while since we all watched this. Does the hitman actually kill him? Uh huh. Yes. He gets the guys. Yeah. He yeah. he he comes in and he kills he the guys. Dressed as a cop, which is good. Or he might actually, be a cop.
0: It's good in that scene because he shows up and he like kills those guys who are who are about, about to, to, kill kill Michael Michael Douglas, to kill Michael Douglas. Who yeah. and he was there to warn them about the guy coming to kill <laughs> right. them. It says who's dressed as a cop. Who's dressed as a cop, but who's not a cop. And then and then
2: he's and like then he's then he's like, oh, I'm gonna. Have to kill Michael Douglas. This is part of my job. Yeah. This is part of my Before job now.
1: Before heroically shows up, kills the, hit, kills the kills the hitman and yeah. saves Michael Douglas.
2: And he smiles. And it's really stupid because he's like he blows this guy away. Michael Douglas has now been next to, uh, has now witnessed the death of three people, <laughs> and and, and Kotto just smiles at him. He might as well give him like the okay thing. And it's like, Whoo! <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I guess I'll just have PTSD for the rest of my life. It just should freeze it's frame weirdly on Yafukoto yeah, going.
0: Any way you want it, that's, that's the way you <laughs> need. <eating."> just <laughs> we're all gonna get laid. But so then, the, so, we're then the, get laid. so then the movie ends. Uh, so what and, do we
1: learn from the Star Chamber? Well, the movie ends with them that they're going they're investigating to investigating. They're the star gonna. Chamber. They're like, hits, yeah, they're outside right. the. They're <clears> outside
0: <throat> the house where the. And yeah, they've got a bug in there. And so Yafukoto yeah, <clears> and Michael Douglas are in a car going. Uh, we're gonna bring these guys down. And you're like. What? Yeah, so,
1: okay, what did we learn? I mean, I think we learned that sometimes it's okay to, to <laughs> take the law into your own hands. And then, may, But maybe not. But maybe you should But shouldn't. maybe so. But maybe. But maybe not. I feel like it's less ambivalent than that. I feel like it's more insidious. It's more like, uh, I'm going to make the pretense of saying, but maybe not. But we all know this is yeah. that this is okay. Tacitly, we're admitting that those guys did, in fact, deserve to die one way or another. And, you know, the law wasn't going to take care of but
0: it. But it ends, it does end with them investigating the group that did that and going like maybe we can shut th- we should probably shut this down I think right. the
2: moral is if you do have a murderous kangaroo court that takes that uh, <laughs> carries out summary executions outside of the law make sure you be get a, a bit hitman more that, judicious yeah, in the way that you decide who to murder or get a hitman that's a little flexible yeah. that you can call him and go actually don't do that right. and, he'll be, and he'll be like fine Right. Okay, well,
0: you're my bosses. It was the 80s, so no cell phones, you know. Right. That's they couldn't just get point. a hold of him. <laughs> that is a good point. They couldn't just text him and go call it off, and you go, "Okay, I'm gonna go home." Instead, it, they just had to like go, "Like he's out, he's out there." Well, we, I, we I have know. a couple of quotes By here. By the way, wanna, oh. I
1: feel like we were talking earlier about how TV is taking us over. A big part of what killed this movie in particular is fucking Law and Order. I mean, yeah. like, it's law. Lo- it's a Law and Order episode. Right.
0: Oh man, what if there was? Well, there should they should make a Law and Order the like, Star Chamber Star Chamber yeah. show,
1: where it's like the Right. A and bunch of the characters from the law from the order, other laws and order. But they all
0: come together in their, like, their vigilante Ooh, court. The
2: bells. Oh, my God. Tea. We're
1: going to have to cut this because Vintage if people hear about that, they're going to steal this idea and yeah. we're, fucked. Uh, we're, not well, gonna, we're gonna, fucked. We're not going to cut us out, right. out of our percentage. Damned if yeah. you
0: do, damned if you don't. True, you, I
1: got got
2: you got some quotes? You got some quotes? I, I, I got some quotes that I just feel like give you kind of an an idea of the tenor and the tone of this movie and its conception of where the country was um this is so this is when michael douglas is complaining to hal holbrook they're both judges about you know what they have to do and hal hell up in holbrook this is a, this is an astonishing thing that hal holbrook says because he's very calm about all this because as we find out he's moonlighting and killing all these people right <laughs> yeah, he's very <laughs> sanguine about this yes he is he's, you think i don't set guys free each week who have raped entire school districts <laughs>
1: <laughs> what <laughs> that better be an exaggeration hal Stop setting him free! What are you doing? That I mean, don't do it. If he's doing that, Every it must week. be for a very complicated but technical legal reason, which means that rapist is extremely successful, There's like a, very good at what they do. My hands are tied. Yeah, nothing they can do about he it. He rapes an entire school district.
2: That's thousands he did it last of people. Week
1: thousands a of, week a week every week he does this amazing and let's take him literally that's
2: that's probably the funniest the funniest one but like another one this is michael douglas railing about it i got bodies piling up all around me and i'm giving them ammunition <laughs> like it's just a part of the problem uh what happened to right and wrong it's got to be in one of those books because a lot of oh, it's yeah. about these eggheads egg and their God books and rules and their rules and it doesn't make any fucking difference i've had difference. enough to hear
1: what the man and his rules <laughs>
2: The whole goddamn system has been turned into this giant Rubik's Cube, which anyone can twist into any pattern they want so long as it fits. Who's
0: saying that? Michael I think Holbrook says that.
2: It's Trumpian. Someone has kidnapped justice and hidden it in the law. Excellent. Wow. That's That's the tagline
1: for the movie. Someone has kidnapped justice and hidden it in the law. No, wait, no. Kidnapped justice? Kidnapped the law and hidden it in justice? I'm confused
2: already. The the movie is mildly
1: (laughs) anti-laws. Well it's got that like Mildly. it's got that Mildly. like a uh, very american idea that like individuals know better than institutions you know yes, it's very yeah. it's very conservative in that sense that well, you know the rules are are a straitjacket it's
0: like yeah. a it's like a uh, almost like a uh, I don't want to say a smart person's death wish, but it's like a death wish where it's like, well, what if it's just not one guy running around with a gun? Because that's ridiculous. What if it's a
1: whole group of judges Semi- that get together in someone's Right. Yeah,
0: so and they're like, that's more
2: realistic,
0: right? Right,
1: it's not with... about a cowboy. It's about, you know, this whole committee of...
0: Right, so it's like, but... Uh...
1: All right, so oh, man. so Star Chamber. Star Chamber. Well, that was a, a terrible movie. What, what's their final? I would say it was though? terrible. I enjoyed watching it. I um, mean. It's exciting. At least. I, I actually oh, like. Yeah. Uh, did Hyams shoot that one? Did that was same? the last one he did not shoot. Okay, because Famous, usually famously shoots his famously own his own and director. A, of photography, and he's a great DP, very defeat, good. Actually, I think. Um, his that son was the, does the same. That right? was the first one. Well, the the story is that the the actual DP sued the studio of the Star Chamber of the Star Chamber uh, because Peter Hyams was basically doing his job the whole time. And and sued like to make that sure thing. that he maintained credit, and like it was like a union thing, yeah. so he couldn't do it. And then after that, Peter Hyams never had a director of photography again. He always shot his own movies, right? And I think
0: <coughs> I, that's the one thing I'll say about all three of these movies that we're going to talk about. They is look that good. They mm-hmm. all like he shoots the hell out of stuff, and he's he's like does that thing that I love. He's really good at using like foreground background. You know, he's like. There's always something. It kind of feels like there's something happening. And he'll let scenes play out in like long, like wide wonders and stuff. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, this looks really good. Which leads us to the next movie, which has like this. A couple. There's some shots during this particular action scene in this water factory where I was the like bottled water <laughs> plant. This yeah. looks amazing. And I, but the, at the but at this but the movie is, is so a fucking, awful. It's so, it's the Presidio. So, it couldn't be more boring. From
1: 1986.
0: Yeah. Uh, Six. Yeah. The Presidio. Yeah. I was an MP at the Presidio. She was my partner. What we've got here is a multi-jurisdictional investigation involving the cooperation of the Army and the San Francisco
1: Police Department. Now I'm the police part. Sir. I was prepared to cut you a little slack because of Patty Jean, so I'll let you do your Derry Harry invitation, Well, your time's up. So listen real good to what I want to tell you. This is my command here. You watch your mouth when you're here. Do you understand me? Yes, sir.
2: What is with you two anyway, huh?
0: I
1: don't want you seeing him. The
0: Presidio is yeah, 1988. 88. 88. Okay. okay.
1: Um, Stars: Mark Harmon, mm-hmm. Sean Connery, mm-hmm. and Meg Ryan. Oof. Jack Warden. Jack Warden. Jack Warden. My favorite. Yeah. Who um, I guess um, is the bad guy, sort
0: of. And it's <sighs> got. Uh, it's got. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein from Aliens in it very briefly is the the murder victim oh that was her then she's the murder victim at the very beginning she's
1: she's the murder that
2: is trying to be solved that is trying to be solved so if you can follow it so let's move it's not that it's complicated it's that it's boring Boring.
1: essentially nothing happens in this movie well this is the
2: quintessential I think this is a perfect movie to to kind of start this podcast for because this is the like you could still see maybe a movie like Star Chamber being made tweak some things right but the Presidio like if someone pitched this to a studio they'd be like
1: what are you talking about just make an episode of TV, exactly. We, this isn't. This is quintessentially what would be now one episode of yeah, CSI. One well, episode. and a like forgettable one. Yeah,
0: but also like it has this idea. It's also like a buddy movie, and it has. But it has. It's the worst. Written by the guy who wrote Beverly Hills Cop too, Larry Ferguson. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it has the worst. It's like the worst <laughs> buddy buddy cop movie. Ever. Like, it's got all this real forced banter. And I've found some quotes. There's some good lines on IMDb. Well, they're all it's all terrible. Oh, but it's, it's amazing. But it's like such forced banter. And Sean Connery is, like, bored in it. And uh, uh, who's... Uh, Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon is, like... Mark Harmon seems like a nice enough guy.
2: He's miscast. <laughs> I think his character is supposed to be kind of like a badass and sort of like a firebrand. Oh, 100% and, and is Harmon, supposed to be. And Mark Harmon to- is just too breezy. He can't pull it off. He's, no. He's his, his whole... I think he's just pers- very tired.
0: But I think but he just seems he's I just think he can't he's I think playing it too I feel cool. like it feel like if there's an actor like Harrison Ford in that role, it wouldn't be it still wouldn't be a good movie, but it would be like, okay, yeah, there's a guy doing a thing here. Feels it like feels there's like an there's, animating for There's supposed him. to be some ba- like there's this all this banter between all the characters and it's all just fucking dreadful. And Meg Ryan is an
2: actress who I like in other things. But she is so awful be, in this. Couldn't be she more plays, miss, She plays ca- Sean Connery's ca- daughter, and, and his sexy daughter. And Mark Harmon and Sean Connery hate each other, and there because well, of let's, some stuff that happens. We're getting, we're getting let's way out get the plot of we here, start, so. at the, start at the top. Let's All right. Start.
1: Let's just start at the if f- top if we can. The presidio. If we can, <laughs> if we can
2: recount the plot without falling asleep. <laughs>
1: well, I can. I can only get
0: so far. The okay. plot is so. The plot is so thin that. But yet, yet Weirdly convoluted. it's convoluted, and then when you look back on it, you go, nothing happened in that movie.
1: So, <laughs> the titular Presidio, the military base in San Francisco. Which, of course. Uh, so there's a murder. Somebody shoots a young lady officer. I don't know what her rank was. Uh, anyway, someone shoots well, she her at the M- office. She's an MP. She's an MP. That's right. And she was certain. She was like, oh, someone, this place was broken into. And she someone shoots her outside the office. And then there's club. a wicked car chase. There's <laughs> yeah. Then there's cool. a car chase. Yeah. Uh, well, it starts strong. Be- yeah. For, for, why is it again that this is assigned to the police and not the military? There's Is it because of the car chase. The
0: car chase because some cops get killed during the chase, during I the think. chase. So the cops get killed and there's a car cra- the Two car cops crash and stuff
2: get, get f- blow up in a fire. Yeah, yeah fireball. pretty good fireball. So Burn like, to to death. It's,
0: so it's technically falls into the jurisdiction of both of the police because like, you know, they're investigating her murder, but it's in connection. The cops murders right. are in connection with the car chase.
2: Do you like jurisdiction squabbles? <laughs> this is the movie. There's for so you at least right three here. of them. I'm already, I'm boy. F- I'm already falling asleep. Yeah. A little <laughs> jurisdiction for you. juris my diction.
1: Uh, so then uh, the case falls to nice. Mark Harmon, who used to be in the army, yeah. but was booted out unceremoniously after he uh, had a beef with uh, another, another officer. Mm-hmm and he used to be under the command of Sean Connery, who is the, the commanding officer of the military base. So they don't like each other. No. <clears throat> Furthermore to this, Sean Connery has a sexy daughter, yeah. Meg Ryan, uh-huh. uh, who immediately takes a liking to Mark Harmon for reasons that are undetermined throughout the Immediate, course of the rest of the movie. I stress immediately. this enough. No. No. She basically comes out of the door and goes, we're going to fuck. Yeah. I'm going to fuck you. She's like, are you trying to fuck me? And he's like, I was thinking about it. It's and then just, they have fine. sex, like two scenes later. I, think I she actually, actually fucking... said. Like, she literally says, "Are you flirting with me?"
0: And he says, "Like, uh, I thought you were flirting yeah. with me." Yeah. Is that what he she said? I thought you were flirting you with were me. Flirting they're me. They're both right. And <laughs> then they, and then they <laughs> basically just. They go on a date. They go on a date and, and then have sex outside. Two minutes into the date, she's like, "Let's just not date. Let's just fuck." And well, then they part of it is that I she
1: was, does but, it because she wants to piss off yes, Sean Connery. Before she goes out on date, well, he sure. goes, he
2: goes like Sean Connery. She's gonna, bad news. This is first of all, and I think that maybe we should address this right off the bat. She is about twenty six. lives with her dad, mm-hmm. who on the military base treats her like she's fifteen. Who's right. like, "I don't want you going out with that man. I don't
1: want you going out with that man." <laughs>
2: and.
0: She's a whole fucking fool. Makam and, there's, and not, <laughs> Mock homage, bad news. She's like, Daddy! And she's very, yeah, it's she, so weird. she hardly ever says, like, I mean, I think there's a scene they where they she's experience? like, I'm a, I'm an adult, but like, but it's like, but she she sort of with tossed her dad. off, kind of like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, isn't she a grown up? Well,
1: there's also she she the implication she that wants? she sluts it up all over the base and he's not happy about it. I mean, oh. they discuss how she sleeps around. I hadn't picked up on that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, she seems very uh, sex positive. Yeah, I mean, I
1: don't have a problem with it. I'm just, I'm saying the movie 100% has a problem with it though.
0: Meg Ryan is not great at at, at like vamping. Because remember the scene, do you remember either? the scene later on in
1: the movie after Mark Harmon and Sean Connery have kind of, you know, settled their differences temporarily enough yeah. to solve the to solve the crime. And Mark Harmon sees Meg Ryan at the club with another dude because they're kind of on the outs and he like starts a fight with oh, the he guy. kicks him in the balls. Yeah, because because Meg Ryan's trying to fuck some other dude. She's <laughs> trouble. Yeah, she's trouble. trouble she's bad man. news. She's bad but news. She's, hiding she's a man eater. what She's covering she is. for her feelings. She's a man eater. She's afraid of her own feelings. She is afraid
2: of her own but feelings. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because well, we Well, his need dick
1: to, is really good. That's it's a why. Good dick. Yeah.
2: We need to talk about the sex scene. Oh, it's, it, it's we... so strange. And Should... this is in like the the best parts of San. We're all... losing the
1: thread. This movie is amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? what are we talking about? It's great. <laughs> it all it, it, like all movies do. I'm not holding it against it, but it all takes place in the best parts of San Francisco. So of course, you know, Mark Harmon. Very easy to find. Parkman who is who is like a what? He's a cop. Yeah lives in like a place that even then would have cost a fortune it's a fortune it's like the primo primo real estate they park in uh, on her hot rod. Her mm-hmm. hot rod. They park out out in front of his place. Right out in front. She shoves him down on this is outdoors, On the hood of the car. On the hood of the car. Shoves him down and then like hikes rips, up her skirt. Hikes up her skirt. Like takes his tie off. Rips his shirt open. Yeah. Buttons, the buttons everywhere. Pop out. Buttons everywhere. I, this is Isn't there bananas. a shot of the buttons like
1: hitting the rain-soaked streets? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. And he's and he's kind of like all right. <laughs> and then she starts in his pants. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Well, he doesn't say that. But then he's like, all right. He picks, her he picks her up, up and they and go starts, inside starts walking her up this very steep stair- while wow, she's straddling him yeah a big stairway yeah big stairway. it's big it's 40, like a vertigo stairway yes and he's she's straddling him he's carrying her all the way drops his gun re- reans down to re- leans down to pick up his gun while still holding <laughs> her. it's bananas and then they finally get into the place and there's this weird she's very aggressive yeah, she's very like really coming at him with the kisses. Yeah, she like just. And wants unfortunately, to Unfortunately, they cut. Like, yeah. Fun,
1: fun uh, side note: This movie was in various stages going to be directed first by Brian De Palma, mm. which was going to reunite De Palma, Connery, Costner was supposed to play the Mark Harmon part. Okay, you know, it was supposed oh, to be wow. like it was supposed to follow up Untouchables. That fell through, and then it was Tony Scott. Uh, it's uh, very which would have been really good for the sex scene. I was yeah. just
0: gonna say the time. <laughs> That there would have been a lot of silhouettes leaning mm-hmm. towards each other. It would have been
1: thing. cooler, Tony Scott, just because it would have looked like you know the fan or something. Well, I think like that, that like Hiam's you know? like watching these movies.
0: He's it's it's, all, it's a little like Tony Scott light, almost. Yeah. Like it's very he's a little like he's well, it's just like a televisual tight, Tony. He's Scott. like a touch it's... more restrained than Tony Scott. I would say
1: more than a touch,
0: but I mean, I'm yeah. just well, I mean at this period, I think that Tony Scott hadn't quite uh no lost but I mean his, like, hadn't quite lost his mind th- this yet this would ha-
1: this would have had a lot more <laughs> like sepia tone smoke filled room type stuff, lots more mini blinds yeah, yeah. things like that uh, it would have been a lot more in the dark. But that's what I mean like the buttons falling onto the ground uh-huh.
0: like that made me think of Tony Scott and made me think of like yeah, well, if it was Tony Scott though that would have been at least like, this would have been sleazy, yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, um, that, that is a, that sec, that sex scene, which is probably the most interesting part of the movie. Some of the action is okay
1: too. Well, the um, rest of the, the plot chases are not is bad. Is basically action, taken yes. up by them not really investigating the crime. There's like a four day wait where they have to get the ballistics match back on this guy's gun that they're pretty sure is involved. Turns out they're right. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Takes forever to get that evidence, and then they do, and they go to get the guy, and he runs away. So there's a long car chase and then, uh, then uh, the foot, end uh, of chase. this, this Chinatown.
2: is up there with my favorite parts of the movie because there's so much collateral damage. Mm-hmm. In it. Uh-huh. This movie has oh, for, yeah. for a movie that's boring has a lot of collateral damage. Like Hyams seems really fascinated with showing the consequences of action. Right. I don't know if this is on purpose, but the chase scene there, so many people get bumped into and shoved aside. Like a hundred people get like so many, aside. and he so like
1: he'll like be running at him and he'll shove him out of the way and then go get out of the way after he knocked him to the <laughs> ground. Oh, thanks
2: for the heads up, buddy.
1: And there's a there's, there's a, a bar fight. there's a bar also, fight where they destroy so this bar and then
0: they just walk out and it, it made me think of uh, there's something that bothers me in movies. Collateral damage always bothers me in movies and it's because it's because I like park my car places. Yeah, and I, I watched. So it, the first time it struck me was when I was watching uh, The Dark Knight once. And there's a part where Batman's chasing after the Joker in his tank. I know what you're talking about. And the Joker's in like a truck. And and there's these parked cars. Oh, yeah. There. And, and Batman, Batman just blows up Batman all the Batman just cars. starts blowing up all these parked <laughs> cars. <out> <laughs> cars. <laughs> Meanwhile, also, there's like a cutaway to some little, little kids, kids in a car going, like, Oh, it's <laughs> Batman. And you're like, Well, how would he have, how does he know there weren't fucking dogs or kids in any of those other cars? <laughs> there probably were. So, but it hey, kept man, it the dark me knight. I'm like, I was like, I, I had suddenly had this idea, like, Man, fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. He's going down there. One of those cars could have been my car. Yeah. A car getting blown up isn't nothing. But in movies, it is. Or a bar being destroyed. Like someone's business being destroyed by the heroes. And then they just walk out and go, oh, boy, that sure was a
1: weird fight. Those racists or whatever. And it's then weird it's- how many people ended up getting checks from the Wayne Corporation. Never made the tie <laughs> that he was Batman. <laughs> That's
0: odd, isn't it? Hey, Bruce Wayne bought me a new car. Yeah, that's weird. Well, what a great guy! <laughs> <laughs> take down all those license plate numbers. Take down all those license
2: plate numbers before you. Uh, take down all those license plate numbers, Alfred. <laughs> take down all those license plate numbers before I blow up these cars, I Alfred. I don't want to take down the license plates.
0: Know, he has a little bit of a lisp. I hadn't picked First, up on Christian that. Bale.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, that's. An, that's I'm not going to get a, a new
0: take. That's, that's my, my uh, take on Christian Bale. This isn't going to be my hate.
2: Hate Christian Bale podcast.
0: We'll do that. Next we'll do that week. later. That's anyways. Week.
2: In the in the Presidio, in that bar fight scene that is played for laughs, there's a part. It's <laughs> yeah. like this big dude, and he starts hassling Sean Connery because he's in the military. I guess totally a thing that happens in real life, where <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Hey, Mister Military Man, let's fucking fight."
1: Yeah. <laughs> what is what is it that he gets mad for in the beginning? I don't I think remember he what just gets pissed doesn't off like,
2: about. He doesn't like military. Man. Yeah, yeah. He, no,
1: he literally he's literally
2: like because he's, he's
0: calling he's like, him a general. He's like making fun of him, and he's like he's like I'm gonna hassle this square military guy. Yeah, this jarhead and his friends. They're like the they, it's like a gang out of like yeah. Police Academy Two or something. Yeah.
2: And they're just like <laughs> and Sean Connery's like I'm gonna <laughs> kick your ass with my right thumb, and he proceeds <laughs> only my thumb. And he says it's his thumb, but he's just pointing his thumb forward and, and punching, punching him with his fist. Which is a bad way to punch. It's a good way to break your thumb. Sure. But he kicks this guy's ass and but like there's a part when this is a hu- huge guy. There's a part when he punches the guy and the guy falls backwards and lands on two nice people who <laughs> are <We're> having dinner. <laughs> yeah. He's a huge guy he lands on a, like an old guy. Like that guy has to go to the hospital. That guy had to go to the hospital. I'm not saying he died. It ruined his week if not his year. And they destroyed that bar. Those that's going to cost a lot
0: of money to fix. That's not just like that's someone's livelihood. That's their they, business.
2: And then they walk out
0: and like <laughs> we <laughs> bonding. Bomb. Like, basically, they basically have their hands in each other's back pockets. Like, we're friends now. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, Jesus fuck, Christ. Fucking get married.
0: Okay, so these guys figure out the plot. We're, again, but, again, we're making wait, this
1: movie sound way more fun wh- than it is.
0: Which is? Which is that there's the diamonds, diamonds, diamonds being smuggled, diamonds being in smuggled bottled into water. bottled
1: water on the army base. But I don't remember what Jack Gordon has to do with any of that.
2: Because he's, like, disgraced. He's been, um... <clears throat> He's Jack Warden is Sean Connery's uh, friend. Sean, Connery's from the saved, War. Sean Connery saved, saved him. him in the Vietnam War. Yeah. Uh, Jack Warden is, uh, of course, a uh, renowned character actor, most famous to me for All the President's Men. Most famous to me for so being like, the dairy. They're hungry. You most, remember what it was like to be hungry? Most exactly. famous Who's to me. Who's he in All the President's Men? He's uh, one of the editors. Yeah, He's oh, like the he? first editor that picks up on him. He but you guys, kind of if, you oh, remember, right. okay. if you don't
0: remember boring, uh, boring 70s movies, you might remember him better from the problem child
3: right. well, of course <laughs> right <clears throat> where he played uh,
0: the grandpa who hated the problem child which actually he's a hero of, in that case cuz that's true the problem child is the worst and it's he's, and he's
2: a films. and he's a classic case yeah, of he's a awesome. character that's introduced for no other reason than to be involved in the plot right. in, in the uh, cuz he's just like all of a sudden there's this guy and he's like man in the old times he does a whole he's intru- he's like
0: introduced cuz he runs the museum at the base he runs the museum and he's at the like base it doing a field trip for some kids and he ex- tells this whole story with Sean Connery standing there about how this guy saved this other guy well, Sean Connery dying. tells and, the story oh Sean Connery Tells a story and, and he's like, Don't tell this story. There was a he guy who
2: shaved another guy. <laughs> shaved another guy. He he shaved, shaved another guy. <laughs> he shaved him. Shut up, you. We're, we're children. I don't know if we should be hearing this story. <laughs> he shaved his balls, shaved his ass,
1: <laughs> shaved his eyebrows, shaved the whole wall. <laughs> Shaved the whole goddamn wall. Shaved him. Shaved
2: the whole fucking
1: wall. Shaved him and oiled him up. <laughs> <laughs> Slid him down the hill. Now go on your way, little boy. <laughs> it's funny because Sean Connery says SH he sometimes. Sure does. Yeah, oh. Does
2: he ever? Great jokes. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyways Jack, Jack Warden you know he's, he's just there he, there's no purpose to his character unless th- he's gonna be involved in the plot right, somehow. Right. And, and before we find out that he's the bad or he's involved he's, he's not the bad he's guy he's somehow he's the he's guy involved. who's been letting he's him he's like the guy who's been basically giving him the keys to the base instantly regrets his like, decision of course like, yeah. he's like but he's by the time deep. we find out about it he's like what are you guys doing
0: I don't want to do this no, he, goes, he goes you know like nobody's supposed to get killed yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. he's like that classic guy in these movies this, mm-hmm. this trope will pop up again and again and again in these type of movies where it's like the it's uh, the secret not the secret bad guy but the you know friend of the who you the guy <clears throat> like, oh the twist this guy's who's also not a bad a good guy. guy he's not a right. bad guy look I was doing it for the reasons because I needed money I didn't want anybody to get hurt now that people are getting hurt I'm I'm out.
1: Well, I don't want this anymore. Bad guys hate that. And bad guys <laughs> are like, too.
0: you're never... Because you're never out. You can't get out. You yeah, can't get out. According to these bad guys. 80s bad guys are just bad guys. They're <laughs> just bad, bad so guys. When I,
2: thought, when I got involved with organized crime, I thought you guys were going to be a whole lot cooler
0: about uh, this sort of stuff. I
1: thought it was like organized labor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so... Th- also order they like control. barely. Yeah, right. They like barely do any detective work. They talk to like one guy, and then they go, who turns out to be the guy. Who's the guy? They yeah. talk to one guy, and, and he's then, the guy that
1: Mark Harmon hates, who he got booted out of the army for hitting in the first place. Well, there's place. that
0: guy, but then there's another guy. Okay, they so talk to that two guy guys, guys, guys in the so car ch- in That, the that guy chase. dies in the foot chase. Mm-hmm. But then there's another guy who's like a rich uh, right. entrepreneur or something. And then someone, one of them is like the guy who was with him. He was CIA, ex-CIA or something. Like, Oh, okay, let's follow them, and they follow them literally to the water plant. And then they're like, well, I guess this is. And then there's, mm-hmm. there's a shootout. There's shootout a great looking shootout the action scene at the end I, is is really well done like the, the there's a shot where sean but, connery is there's like water everywhere too because it's a water factory so yeah. it's like all this water exploding just like
2: the warehouse and star chamber filled, <laughs> filled with water yeah. <laughs> um but the, but there's a scene where sean connery is next to some sort of tank and mm-hmm. someone shoots the tank with a shotgun yeah. and it's sean connery in the shot and i think it's like an accident Like, I think this, because it's Sean Connery, and this thing blows the fuck up, and it knocks him back, and you're kind of like, that was not supposed to do it like that, but they kept the shot, because Sean Connery didn't die. (laughs) But I have a feeling Connery. that as soon as the camera stopped rolling, it was like, what the fuck was that about? I almost died. Connery seems
0: like the type of person, though, too, who would go like, they'd go like, do you want us to put a stuntman? He'd go, no, fuck stunt stuntman. I'll do it myself. And then, would, and then would also be angry when he fell over. <laughs> like, he'd be like, I'm going to do it. I'm a tough guy. And then he'd fall I'll over and be like, everyone. I'm, I'm going to sue everybody. You're sued, you fucking <laughs> unprofessional.
2: Storm off the set. I don't know. I mean, I love it, but it's but it's pretty <laughs> cool. Jack Warden uh, sacrifices himself yeah, for, yeah. just to get Sean Connery a gun. Gets blown the fuck away with shotguns. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, old man getting blasted by shotguns. <laughs> he gets all, shot so oh, many times. <laughs> um, and then the, uh, it was the
0: middle of that uh, that '80s period of when people get shot too. You get to see it. Like you, get big, to see it. you get to see it a lot. It's like the like you know that Verhoeven era of mm-hmm. like of like uh, people getting shot, and you're like, oh man, when someone gets
2: shot, a whole bunch of gross meat shoots out of yeah, everywhere. Yeah, right. it's on great. Them. I love
1: it. And, <laughs> I spe- miss those and speaking days. of
2: correlations with Star Chamber, um, uh, Mark Harmon goes down a slide mm-hmm. to take out to take out his <laughs> That's bad true. Guy. When he chow you and fats the guy. I am uses the
1: same gags over and over again. Yeah, chemical yeah. bombs will show up again in more of his films Not later in the, on. No, no chemical go bombs in works. the Presidio. No. Though. Not Presidio. So
0: Presidio. I mean, the way we talked about it here, it made it sound really, really exciting. Really exciting. But I no, tell you, it's, it's an hour and so forty boring. minutes of almost nothing happening. Yeah, and it's and it's. I can't. I can't like explain how dire the banter is. Let me read a passage here. And this is when they're in an office and they're going to trying to interrogate. This is at the water uh, factory. I'm just going to keep calling it the water factory. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, and they're talking to. There's a girl in there, and they have, like, these uh, <clears> Grateful <throat> Dead posters on the walls. Oh, and f- we forgot that scene and he goes, something else, too. And so it's Sean Connery going, what in the hell is the dead? You wouldn't understand. This is Mark talking about the Grateful Dead. Try me. The Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead? Grateful Dead. I don't understand. That's a surprise. Mm. That's And that's supposed to be, mm. that's, like, supposed to be, like, a really funny scene. Scintillating. That's And that's, like, most of the movie is those two guys, like, bantering that way or being, like, kind of angrily bantering at each other. Right. And that's, like, supposed to be, like, hilarious that he doesn't understand the Grateful Dead. And that's the dialogue this guy wrote. The Grateful Dead, the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead,
2: I don't get it. Yeah, I, I know. They're the original odd couple. <laughs> then I have, a, I have a piece of dialogue here that I recorded, too. There's that part when John Connery goes, I shaved that guy's balls. <laughs> Remember? I shaved him in the war. I shaved his ass, <laughs> his balls, his cock.
1: Here's his a, soul,
0: Here's some shaped as shoal. Here's some uh here's a here's a passage of uh of dialogue between um Mark Harmon and uh, Meg Ryan's characters that s- shows you a little bit of how Meg ste- Ryan's character is... how steamy this gets and uh. how why they fell in love with each other right away. She goes, say something. What? That's a start. Ooh. <laughs> And yeah. I feel like just now you know I put whistle, I feel don't like you? just now I put too, I put way too much like emotion <laughs> into it cuz they're very they're very boring. They're very boring. You're like, I mean they deserve they fucking deserve each other. I don't know that why they're in love with each other immediately, but they certainly
2: sh- should be together cuz they're awful. <laughs> and Meg Ryan is playing her character at just a weird pitch because I think the character is supposed to be a little troubled. Her mom killed herself when right, she was two right, and right. so she, and her family life isn't perfect, but <clears throat> she's off She's she's weird. Remember the scene where they're at the beach, and she's just all over. She looks like she's heavily on drugs. She looks
1: like she's I mean, it's on entirely possible that she was heavily on drugs. That's,
2: that's, I, I like to think so,
1: um, but also. <laughs> I mean, can anybody really say what her character's doing in this movie at all, anyway? Except it's, to throw in some more tension for for the two characters. It's I mean, Literally, she's, just she's frid, she gets fridged anyway.
0: It's literally just for like a like a love interest. Yeah, because you have to because there needs to Let's be get a chick in this movie. Yeah, right? yeah, that's it. That's literally it. It's like there there's no otherwise. It's just she learns how to say I love you. I mean. Otherwise, it's just those two guys going to two places and then right. solving
1: the case. It's just—it's like in Lethal it's basically Two. Like an the only of a reason TV that show. the secretary shows up in Lethal Two, which is a movie I dearly love, let's <laughs> say, but uh, but it's just so Riggs can fuck her and she gets killed.
2: <laughs> sure. It's very sum- summary. Though, I mean, the way that's it. it all and actually, too. Um, he, and it's
1: all her. If it's all his fault that she dies in that movie, because like he fucks her, the bad guys blow the blow his place away, he and takes he takes her right back, back to her person. house. It's funny. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> it's funny that
0: you bring that up because I read uh, Roger Ebert's review of the Presidio, and, and uh, he compared it to Lethal. No, but he oh. but he talks about like you were talking about how that lady shows up just to like be a part of, and he actually complains in his review, and he's not wrong. But it's an interesting way to like to complain about that. He complains that. Meg Ryan's character serves no purpose and she's not even in the movie to like be sort of a like get captured or anything. Like she's not right. even no, yeah, like she's like, not right. in peril. And it's, a, it's you know because it's like him complaining about that is kind of like well women shouldn't just be but you're also like well, I see what he's saying though cuz she's literally in the movie for no reason. He shows their their scenes could be taken out of the movie completely. And yeah. the, the mm-hmm. movie would still make
1: the plot would make sense. And now it would be a perfect 48 minute episode of television. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> exactly. much. Exactly.
0: So like, yeah, this this is a cut type of movie that led directly to Well, Mark Harmon's an, an NCIS.
2: NCIS. <laughs> so. It's essentially an NCIS Was this yeah. before or after Summer School, the the other this, Ooh, I believe this was Mark after Carmen. Summer School. Was okay. it before or after Reasonable Doubts, the oh. show he was on with Marley Matlin? This was the before When Inspired Jay-Z's first album title. Yeah, Exactly. Mark Harmon, though, he as much as show. I think
0: he's terrible <laughs> he in this did. movie and boring, he did save those people from burning in that car that one time, which That's is true, which is genuinely in real awesome. life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he like why pulled people from a burning
2: car. Why do celebrities pull people from burning cars so? It's just often? for the PR. It yeah. sure happens a lot. Leave Leave I've alone, never even seen say. anyone in a burning <clears> car. Throat> <clears> throat> yeah. Well, they set the fire. Tom Cruise has done it like eight times. Yeah. Tom Cruise has saved like f- like
1: fifteen or twenty. Tom people Cruise did set the fire from pulling. Yeah. There's a good both arsonist and fireman.
2: Hey, he's uh he's fixing his own his messes. <laughs> that's all that matters.
1: That's well, what they teach you in Scientology when <laughs> you get that high.
2: Clean up
0: your own messes.
1: All right. Well, uh, so that's the that's Presidio. The presidio. We that, all I think found it boring. I think the, yeah. I don't it's know. If, I
0: don't know if we're gonna be giving star ratings to these movies or what on here. I don't know. We, may, we maybe need to figure out something. But I think none of these movies really uh really got me all jazzed in any particular way. They were all this third one that we're gonna go do now is the it's best. The best. Of maybe one. we should
2: rate it on a scale of like one to five. Ashley Judd's. Oof.
1: yeah. How many Juds would you <laughs> how many, give? How many percentage? Juds? I'm gonna give it two Juds. Really? I'd give it one and a half Juds. I'm, I'm giving it one and a half. I'm juds. giving it two Juds because I found it fascinatingly awful.
2: All right, I'm gonna crank it up to two Juds because of that sex scene. Yeah, that's that pretty was much really it. something. I hot. would give the
1: Star Chamber two and a half Juds.
0: Yeah, I would give the Star Chamber two and a half, uh, and also because uh, the
2: out
1: yeah. of out of how many, by the way, out of five. five, five okay. Yeah.
2: And we have to consider oh judds, no two Juds. We have to consider Juds differently from stars because they're not necessarily an indicator of just baseline quality. We're talking about this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like a five star Jud. A five jud review would be like a movie that does the kind of thing that we're talking about. I mean, the best. well, I, right. g- yeah. that, I mean... Star Chamber is a, a kind of a, um, kind
1: of a malignant movie. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's baseline, okay.
2: I mean, I yeah, and it. it's got some good good action. I mean, and the stuff. Presidio. I give it two and a half. The
1: Presidio it looks does, really
0: good. The Presidio yeah. does do fall into the perfectly into this category of stuff we're doing, but it's like... But it's also
1: boring. It's boring. It's boring. And, it,
0: and it, like, none of the... It has no... There's no suspense. The suspense is killing me. It, when is this movie going to fucking be over? Yeah. The yeah. suspense as to how much longer I'm going to have to sit through well, this Well, there's
2: shit. the suspense of, like, how long do you think Mark <laughs> Harmon's going to let Meg Ryan, like, fuck him on a car until he decides to call it quits and drag her upstairs. It is the best... Like, scenario. holy, can't believe how long this is happening. uh we're In public.
0: But, uh, the, okay, let's let's move on to the third movie. Okay. So we jutted, we jutted those up. Um,
1: third movie, Narrow Margin.
3: You seem angry, Michael. No, you, you don't understand. Don't be afraid. I would never harm you. Oh, Michael, I lied.
1: The woman was in the other room. She saw everything. Everything. Nobody knew about her, and they still don't. You were a witness to a murder, and we'd like you to come back and testify. I
3: don't know what you're talking about. I don't think you realize the situation you're in. I'll take my chances.
1: Narrow Margin. Which I have fond memories of actually seeing in the theater. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I liked it, even back in the day. I still think it's a good movie. Yep. It's a remake. of What's uh, the original? It's also called The Narrow Margin. Same exact basic premise. Uh, This one, the remake, stars Gene Hackman... Anne archer and again James B seeking the the mm-hmm. dad from the star chamber. What bad, year did this come out? This, this was
0: 1990. So 1990. this would have probably been
1: the f- this might have been his follow up to the Presidio, Summer 90, I How believe. was he going to top that? <coughs> I believe this was the same summer as like, you know, like Robin Hood and stuff and Red October. That sounds about right. ooh. Wow. Anyway, not not the point. Yeah. Uh, so Gene Hackman <laughs> is a prosecutor. Who, I thought uh, I, you know, for half the movie, I wasn't I must know, I was just paying DA. attention, but I thought he was a cop.
0: And then at some point he's like, I'm talking to him. He's like, oh, he's a
2: lawyer. He's like, he's kind like of a, a law cop. guy. He's the he's deputy district anyway, attorney. He's, he's ex-military. we we'll find you know. out later.
1: But anyway, he's, yeah, he's a, he's a DA and he's prosecuting. We're hoping to prosecute this rich fat cat developer guy uh, who is into some, some shady, some shady dealings for murder. Mm-hmm. Because this guy Well the movie opens the movie with, opens with the murder with, with a, Ann Archer witnessing a murder. She goes on a blind Himes date. A blind date with J.T. Walsh. This movie
2: has JT Walsh and M. Emmett Walsh. Yeah. Both of them uh summarily executed pretty quick within the first
1: half. His movie She goes on a blind date. Times hates the Walshes. With JT Walsh. <laughs> then uh Harris Yulin shows up as the bad guy and uh, and has him murdered. By the hitman, right there, right there, doesn't realize Ann Archer's in the room because
0: she's in the she went into the other room. She went into the bathroom. She went to the other the- room.
1: They don't realize that she saw it. She goes into hiding. Gene c- cuts to later. Gene Hackman figures out that there was a witness to this crime. He's tracked her down, and he and M M-M at Walsh are going to go get her because she's like living in some cabin out in the fucking woods somewhere in, in the Pacific Northwest Canada. in Canada. Is it In Canada? Canada,
0: oh yeah, there's Mounties in this. Yeah, we That's don't uh, right. we mounties. don't uh, ride horses uh, anymore so much anymore, but.
1: Right, he goes back to get her. Then there's, a, there's this huge car chase because the bad guys catch up to him at exactly the same time. Helicopter car chase down the side of a. Now, the mountain. helicopter mows down they the house with machine gun fire first. Yeah. It's
2: pretty cool. M- it's M- a great down, scene. Mowing
0: yeah. down MM at Walsh, sadly. Yep. I mean, both of He's those gone. Walshes, I gotta say, like JT Walsh, rest RIP, RIP, was so fucking great. Him and MM at Walsh, Ebert had that rule: the if. Uh, it was the Stanton Walsh rule. If Harry Dean Stanton or Emma Walsh are in a movie, it's not all bad. right? <laughs> true. It's, I, but I think he reneged on that with uh, Wild Wild
2: West because they're both <laughs> And he was like, eh, well, maybe not. <laughs> MMO Walsh gets a good moment when they go into the house. Gene Hackman's very confident he's going to get Anne Archer to flip. and, and She doesn't uh, want anything to do with him. She them. does not want to do it. And he's like, he shows up, I need you to, to testify against this guy. And she's like, fuck you. And MMO Walsh goes, like what do you got in the fridge? And he, <laughs> and he goes over and he's like, you guys start having it. You know, have any beer here and he gets shot and he just steals a soda from her
1: fridge and starts drinking it he gets shot drinking that soda he's a very Manchurian candidate murdered by like a
0: machine gun a lot of big squibs shooting out of Emma Walsh's gut he's fucking dead Just fucking dead just like He's like dead eyes open like dead shot to death bloody against the wall. Walsh is both gone. It was a ridiculous two two. ridiculous truck chase through the woods which made me I thought remember it was pretty which, cool. No yeah. it's great it's great I but it made, it made me, it reminded me that I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. Like get a truck like just have a just Go get like a, a truck and just fucking drive it through the woods like a
2: maniac. Hell, <laughs> your birthday's <laughs> coming up.
0: That's well, true. I know it'll be my 40th I might as well
2: kill myself. <laughs> Ooh, great. I love it. <laughs> It's cool. It goes on for a long time and uh, they're like going down hills and he's swerving and missing tree yeah. and he's going and there's a helicopter trying to shoot him the whole time. It's pretty over the top. I was surprised. Well, the Hyams, I mean, that's the thing, that's the good thing about these movies. They're very competently
1: uh, crafted.
0: Star Chamber even like when it's ridiculous at the end because this movie, it, that's a movie that certainly doesn't need action scenes and isn't like an action movie in any way but like towards the end where he like goes to get those guys it suddenly is like a chase movie. Yeah. But like the action scenes are all really well done. Hyams is good at that. He shot, he actually did, was a DP. On his son's Universal Soldier Day of, of Reckoning, great action, a
1: was masterpiece. Regeneration. Yeah. Uh, no, he's the DP on Day of Reckoning. Okay,
2: but anyway, he, which are great action movies. So um, they, uh, so then, so that while they're driving through the woods, they get along to the point that becomes the main thrust of the film. Yeah. They find a train driving along and Gene Hackman's like that train's slowing down where's the train. Well station? they
1: got to get to where the train's going so the, so that the other law enforcement officers can come pick them up cuz they're now they're in jeopardy. They lose yeah. the helicopter at some point yeah. in the woods. The helicopter
2: lands after shortly after they get there they get now they're the in public so the helicopter can't be like shooting them. Right. It's all they, they they go through great pains to explain that the bad guys are like professionals and they're not trying to get themselves right. busted. Also though I'd like to point out that it
0: Ann Archer and Andrew Archer points this out in the movie. But it's literally Gene Hackman's fault no, oh, that is. this is happening it is. because it's his fault. It, there's a like a leak in his office or something, right. so it's not his fault technically. But he brought the he bad does guys. He bring them there. She was in hiding. She was... Safe. Fine. Yes. Yeah. She was fine. She was probably not going to be found. And then he's like, "We're going to go there." And she's like, "You son of a bitch! I was fine, and now you brought this." And he's like, Man, "What are you talking about? It's not my fault. You're like, That's <laughs> literally your fault. It's literally his fault. <laughs> Indirectly, sure, but like, and he gets all sad later about his partner getting killed. And you're like, well, "You fucking, it's your, it's, <laughs> it's your fault." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, well, they get on the train, and then so do some of the bad guys. James B. Sicking and the Hitman from the beginning of the movie yeah. mm-hmm. get on the train. And so now they're trapped on the train for the duration of the film with the bad guys.
0: And so, and then that's the... That's the movie. <laughs> that's the movie. And I mean, it's, really. It's, and it's, it's, it's classic Hitchcockian suspense. Up and, mm-hmm. It's up and down. But it's, yeah, it's this is totally like straight out of like the Hitchcock. And it's, I mean, it's a remake
1: it's a remake of yeah. a film noir. So By Richard Fleischer.
0: So it's not only it's not a Hitchcock movie, but it's no. like, but it's totally a the Hitchcock original. Premise.
1: This is also like twenty five minutes longer than the original. The original is like seventy minutes long. Well, this
0: wow. has a lot more of truck chases yeah. through the woods.
1: But yeah, all the all the action <laughs> stuff is what drags it out longer. But the original is like really tight, and it has a lot of the same beats. Like there in in this one, there's the whole thing where he goes into the wrong compartment and there's a little kid and his mom. It's a very that's a weird really, scene. I love
2: that scene. I thought it was hilarious. It's
1: right out of the original, except in the original, there's a, there's a woman that he meets on the train, a different woman that he meets on the train, and he sort of like strikes up a relationship with her, kind of like the woman in this movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a third character <clears throat> ah. who he meets in like the dining car and they flirt a lot. And she turns out that the end... Coming to be... on to him very aggressively so right. to the point where you're like, something's up with this lady. Right. And she turns out to be another, another hit woman who's a bad guy. Now, That's in the original... Twist at the end, yeah. Right. In the original, <clears throat> they're, 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 the little boy, his mother is that character. She's not a hit woman. She's actually the real target of the bad guys. Oh. In the original, he's guarding a gangster's girlfriend who's gonna testify against the gangster. But then it turns out that that woman, the woman he's been guarding, is actually a cop. Wow. And, so and, and the woman the that he met oh. and the woman that he meets on the train that in the remake is a villain is actually the person he's supposed to be huh. protecting. Okay.
0: Well, I still, I'll still watch that. I need to watch the. It's cool. The, the it's original it's a really get good
1: get movie. Who directed the original? Richard Fleischer. Oh shit. Yeah. He oh,
0: some, well, he's, what was. He was famous. He did. He did a lot of those Disney ones. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the like. Adventure yeah, he did stuff. Twenty Thousand Leagues. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God damn. Um, uh, it's really good. But then, uh, but, so this narrow margin. they I think that I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was good for the most part. It does slow down a little when they're on the train. It kind of like you're like it's a lot of the suspense wears off yeah. at some points like at some points you're like
1: it's like a tight 90 these minutes these guys though. aren't
0: like chasing them but heckman i just love heckman so much heckman's he's like one great. of those actors who like uh, like later we'll get to a movie i was watching something with denzel recently mm-hmm. and i feel like you're like heckman's like an actor like that where you're like these guys are kind of <laughs> punching below their weight class sure. a lot of times just cuz <clears throat> this is what they get and heckman always like brings Something to life. He's kind of, I think, feel like he looks at the page and goes, eh. Yeah, okay, I can do this. I can. You I'll, know, I'll, he like I don't oh, know. Welcome feel... to Mooseport. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I have not seen Welcome to Mooseport pal. Has Gene Hackman? I will. I doubt it. What's a deeply doubt... suspenseful film? We'll definitely cover it later <laughs> on mean, in the show. Remember, I doubt oh, that man, Gene. <laughs>
1: come on, Frankenstein. I doubt Gene Hackman's seen very any mind. of his movies. I feel like he's not the
2: type to watch his own movies. Yeah. No, I don't think Gene Hackman cares for his own work Mm-mm. or anything, for that matter. Yeah. He's a very grouchy man.
0: Um, and and also. Uh and Archer gets like she's like she's like the secondary character presumably, but mm-hmm. she's barely in the movie.
1: No, she disappears she, like, for long he, like, stretches. Disappears. He locks her in a room, he's and that's walking it. Up and down no, the tra-
0: he's stuff. walking up and down the train, talking to a bunch of different people, and then every once in a while he goes back to, and you're like, oh, right, yeah, fuck, he's that's what he's doing. He's,
1: this woman's in this movie. I, we all forgot. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, it's got a great... He's great, very good in it, though. You're right. There's that great scene where the, two, awesome. where the two hit guys like buy him a drink, and they're sitting in there, and yeah. they're trying to convince yeah. him to like going, flip know. on her, and like they're, take a payoff and give her up. And he's just like, I don't know what the fuck he's, you're he's
0: talking about. He's playing dumb the yeah. whole time. I don't know what you're what you talking but about. How also, would I do that? I, I love mean, I, putting like, guys like you in prison. I he's love, winkingly
1: I, playing dumb. I, know, I, I, yeah.
2: lo- I, love th- I love that this is happening, but I don't know. I can't help you here. I like to put scumbags <laughs> like you in jail. Yeah. And uh, if I had made more money, then I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Mm, but uh, I don't know who you're talking about.
0: Uh, what woman? But Hackman was like one of the mainstays in this In this like type of movie. In the 80s and and mm-hmm. maybe not into the 90s really, but well, during the, the chamber 80s, in the 90s, during, John during, Oh yeah, yeah. But during the 80s for sure, he was like, and he was coming from him being like sort of a an action hero, action mm-hmm. star in the 70s. In like mm-hmm. a lot of uh, well, he, I mean, he's also a lot, he was in
1: a lot of stuff like that in the 80s, like Bat 21 and. Uh-huh. But
0: but that's what I'm saying is that he like, but he's coming direct. He's like one of these guys coming directly from loose like, cannons. Ooh, loose the, cannons! Great movie. <laughs> also on a train. I <laughs> Amazingly weird movie.
1: <laughs> loose cannons.
0: Um. My favorite part was the very end where the woman reveals herself to be the hitman and they're on top of the train. Immediately and, gets to Yeah. I, you don't we don't get to see it. We don't see it, unfortunately. This is like terrible process shot of Ooh. her, like and he's like says he says some joke about ducking or something. Yeah. And then no, she, he goes, You know what I like about you? Know yeah. I like about you're, you're
2: tall. You're tall. <laughs> That's it. Kind of echoed in Speed later on where he goes, Well, <laughs> well I'm
1: tall. Well, I'm taller.
2: But you right. actually get to see Dennis <laughs> Hopper's head coming off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so pretty cool. Yeah. No, the, 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 the climactic scene uh, where everyone's, of course, on top of the train. You got to yeah. get everyone on top of a train eventually um, is awesome. Extremely good photography and stunt they're, work. It's, 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 they're Gene hanging off Hefler that fucking and train. And on yeah. the train. I oh, was yeah. amazed. There it's was, great. There's one part. And obviously, it's not going 50 miles an hour, but it's going. Okay. And they're right on a cliff. I mean, it looks yeah. great. It's really them.
0: Oh, they're throwing it's the wild. bad guys off the, mm-hmm. off the side of the train. There's one part that made me laugh. I was watching it with my roommate, and uh, there's a part where the – they're like they're on top of this glassed-in thing, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of people in there. It's like, oh no! And it, but all the people in there, like, are going, oh what? And it cuts inside and shows them on top, and they like, and all the people in there, like run away. <laughs> and we were like, it's like, why, where are they why, going? Why why would they leave? And I'm like, yeah, like there, I would, why would you leave?
2: You go, what the fuck? There's a guy up here.
0: Oh shit. I'm, I'm going to watch this. I'm going <laughs> to see what happens. Cause the guy's
2: like punching Gene Hackman's face into the, into the glass. Right. And then, <laughs> like You're watching a guy get pummeled. And it feels
0: like you're on a train. I'm like, I don't think that glass is going to like break right away, you know, but it was so funny. Cause it's just like, it reminded me of a scene in Jaws uh, three, which I'd watched not too long ago where there, there are all these people in this glass tube, and then the shark's coming at it, Ooh, and then yeah. they all run away. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But in this one, I'm like, why would you run away when there's a Hackman
1: fistfight going ah, on? Ah,
2: it's something exciting and thrilling. <laughs> get, get me out of here.
1: Because you're stuck on a fucking train. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think what's interesting to me about this movie, just in the context of what we've been talking about, is how little there is to kind of break down about it, Yeah, which is why it's so good.
0: It's, it is what it
2: is.
1: It it's does, it very straightforward. Straight well, yeah.
0: and it, it, like, I mean, it's coming, it's like... It's a remake of them, but it's coming straight from, like we said, like that Hitchcock playbook. And so there's twists in it, but like not a ton and they come at the right time you know where he's going
1: super surprising you're like ah good one I like well, that because he's
0: going you know oh it's this uh, it's this fat guy mm-hmm. he's, he keeps talking about this fat guy who keeps kind of looking around suspiciously Yeah, you know and you think so you go okay it's him and then of course you go oh well, no it's probably the lady because right. obviously it's not the fat guy you can either. all see him coming but like but like you know then he the fat like guy a later fat turns him and can I'm, see I'm, coming. Only, I'm calling him the fat guy <laughs> because, because everyone that's calls
1: how he's referred to repeatedly in the movie there's another
2: guy he's really fucking fat <laughs> they they but, don't just call him the fat guy. They call him like a really fat guy. But it, or I can't remember. Well, because he, he gets real annoyed because
1: he's got to scoot around him in the hallway. Like, Everybody hates a fat guy except his grocer. Yep, that's, that's, a joke. <laughs> that's what the fat guy says. That's what the yep. fat guy says. And then it <laughs> turns out the fat guy is like a... Uh, he's a cop.
0: He, he's, he's a train he's a cop. cop. He's like the train cop. Yeah. And so, of course, Gene Hackman leaves him to guard uh, the lady. The lady. Who's actually who, who's actually a hit woman. Who I think at that point I'd f- I had figured out I was... A there's yeah. no we reason well the, if you, you haven't figured
1: it, it out at that point that's when you figure it out because then he comes back and finds the cop dead and you're like oh which cop the lady oh, the fat guy, the fat guy. <laughs>
2: yeah and she comes on real strong real Gene strong. Hackman and Gene Hackman hey man I could see maybe someone coming on real hard to mark Harmon like in the Presidio <laughs> like maybe a lady would have that reaction that's not happening with Gene Hackman. I think that Hackman... I don't know I
1: don't know we you and I all we all have plenty of young female friends who think like Donald Sutherland in 78 is like super fucking hot but yeah but Hackman, it
0: happens maybe maybe Hackman in the 70s okay yeah you're Walter right,
1: Matthau was long considered a ladies man that's fascinating it happens and man a kiss and... <laughs> hey there's hope for all of us
2: <laughs> you know what uh, you know my favorite thing about the, this I mean I really like. it's real tight <laughs> and compact and it does what it does I like movies like that yeah Um, but the fact that we don't have to see uh, a love interest happen between in right. our church yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah it I was definitely afraid of that happening of, of them like leaning in to kiss each other there's one scene in particular cringe so hard I would like break my own
0: neck there's this great scene where he's like it sort of movie stops for a while and he's like talking to her about a great you know, his scene. partner got killed but it's all shot in in the dark with just the, the, the blinds and so in the light when the, lights, the, lights when they, when the train goes through. by a light it looks really cool yeah, and uh, and so and but and it's also the scene where he finds out that she wasn't actually this guy's girlfriend. Like he yeah. thought that she's just she didn't even know the guy who got killed. They yeah. were on a she's date. She's just in this. She was like, I was gonna maybe go have sex with this guy because I thought he was nice or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm they here, and, and he's kind of like, other. Oh, oh, that's too bad. And, but then there's not a scene where he and her start like.
1: That would have fucking. I resenting. mean, it's good that that scene's not there because it's it's novel and it's like it keeps the movie tight. But also, it would have seemed weird if it had been because he keeps flirting with the other lady. Yeah, right. And you he would have just been like an look- asshole. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and you and you can tell there's a scene when he's talking to this other lady when when there's like other the the gangsters, and so he's distracted, and she keeps on going like, "Oh, are you distracted? Am I bothering you?" And he's like, uh, 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 "No." You can tell he's kind of, he, You can tell Heckman's kind of like, "Is there a chance maybe I can save this lady and get and a little get, action? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe I can do both."
0: At the point where they're sitting down for the second time, him yeah. and this lady who turns out to be a hitman. Like, he still doesn't know, but I'd we'd we kind all of figured figure it, it, out. it out. And right. he's and she's like, when you get to L.A., let's uh, let's hook up. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, for but sure. But don't, yes, the, oh, don't
1: yeah. the, uh, the two hitmen that we know are hitmen interrupt him having a conversation with? No. The, the, the old, old couple. Old, the old couple. Who he, oh, right. That's and what then, I confused And me. then
0: the hitmen are coming, and he's like, they're going to think she's the lady. He's like, shit, I got to get you to safety. Right. Meanwhile, they're all on the same team, which he doesn't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. She is very tall.
0: Yeah, I like that about her.
1: It's a good movie. I would give this three and a half juds. I'd probably right. give it I'd probably give it three Juds. Yeah, I was into it. The action stuff alone puts it over for me because I like that and it's really, really really well executed. Well, I think it feels the
0: action scenes don't feel uh comp- Completely inorganic, either. No, they sort of happen.
1: It's like, hey. but even if they did, I wouldn't care because I like that stuff in general. So
0: yeah, but I think sometimes in these movies, where like in the Star Chamber, when all of a sudden, right, when right. all of a sudden the ending of the movie is like, now we're in an action movie where where Michael Douglas goes to that warehouse and he's like going up the stairway and he part of the railing right. breaks off and he falls <laughs> almost to his doom and he's holding on you're like what the fuck movie am i watching cuz before <laughs> up to that point it had just been people in in lo- in like uh, courtrooms yeah and like Having one hushed conversations and like one dude other. shooting guys that's like that has much action and all of a sudden michael douglas is like i want to do
2: some stunts <laughs> yeah I give it three and a half uh, Juds. I, I just like movies like this there's mm-hmm. n- it's not there's not much to it it just is what it is and it does it well this and then it's over this is a very
1: excellent example of the kind of 90s 80s 90s mm-hmm. programmer that we sort of came up with originally that was the, the point of this podcast well, I think that, like... I
0: mean I think all three of these fit that bill pretty well they all kind of cover a little different area because you're going to see a lot of fucking lawyers in these movies mm-hmm. too um, which is courtroom stuff your favorite <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to that next episode <laughs> yeah. a lot of that oh boy um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Hyams, Hyams, did
1: some other stuff besides, uh, I mean, he did lots of cool stuff. I love most of his movies. Uh, yeah. these are outliers. He's still around. He's very old. His last movie was called enemies closer mm. a few years ago, uh, which with Tom Everest Scott as a Mountie. Or no, he's not a well he is, I forget if he's a mountie or not. Anyway, uh Jean-Claude Van Damme definitely a crazy mountie in that movie. It's weird. It's <laughs> kind right. of like it's kind of like a sequel to Broken Era. I mean, only in spirit, but it's like, you know, people in a park fighting terrorists. Uh, it's pretty awesome.
2: The Himes family and Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's he also an did another union. movie
1: that I watched just for the purposes of <laughs> yeah. discussing his his like shitty thriller work, which is called Beyond a Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. With Michael Douglas, oh yeah, <clears throat> which is a remake of Fritz Lang's like last movie or something oh. like that, which I also watched.
0: Well, we may have to revisit that one for Don't. A, for a Michael Douglas. No, do sometime. not.
1: <laughs> it is awful, awful. Uh, and the Fritz Lang one isn't great either. Mm. It's about it's about a guy who uh, who enters into like a bet with 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 uh, like his fiance's dad who is like a prosecutor, and basically it's like circumstantial evidence is like a plague on the justice system and it's so unreliable that what we're going to do is we're going to get you convicted of a murder and then after you're in jail we're going to find we're going to reveal all this evidence that we faked to make it look like you did the murder just to prove that we can man you can manufacture a circumstantial case and get an unlawful conviction whoa and then of course it all goes to hell and then the guy ends up in jail and he's trapped in jail the the only reason it's even remotely good, like it's totally preposterous. Obviously, this is the worst fucking plan you could possibly have. <laughs> Turns out at the end, he actually did kill the girl. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and there was there's a remake where Michael Douglas plays like the like this hanging judge that this reporter is trying to like. He's getting unlawful convictions, so he's trying this to is the like
2: blood of just cause as this, well.
1: Yes, it is. Yes. And yes. so he tries to like basically manipulate Michael Douglas into getting convicting him of murder and all this stuff has the exact same like trajectory where at the end it turns out that the crusading reporter is actually a murderer and wow. you know, blah 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 blah.
2: We gotta do Just Cause in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we got We got We got
0: so many movies that we can get to in the future. I,
1: we came that's up with that's a forgotten one. Is it Just sure Cause? Is. We, yeah. came up, we came
0: up with. We came up with. I came up with this idea. I brought it to Matt, and he immediately said these three movies. Well, yeah. yeah, I had the Star Chamber in mind. He said these other two, and then we said. For our next episode, let's do uh, some 80s and 90s uh Pekula. Uh,
1: Alan Pakula. a master in the 70s. Famous from yeah, from the 70s. my
2: favorite movie of all time. All the that's President's right. men. And so that's why I was and like, oh classic, yeah, we got
1: to parallax do that. view. Um, mm-hmm. but so yes, yeah, so
0: the the so I thought, well there but then I kept thinking there's so much. There's so much good stuff in in this uh, in here. So we'll we we'll have plenty we have plenty of movies to get to. Big with big stars and small stars and straight mm-hmm. to video stars and uh We haven't even touched on erotic thrillers yet. Oh boy, um, that's that's gonna be a whole, a whole, a whole thing too. Disclosure.
2: But, um, we should do disclosure. Yes. Well, we're gonna have to do a whole <laughs> disclosure. I love it. and it is the worst movie.
0: what the worst movie? We're gonna have to do at least one or two, if not two, Michael Douglas. Slimy Michael Douglas.
1: Michael Douglas is gonna come up a lot. We do like Michael Douglas, Douglas March up. or something like
0: that. I mean, we can rate these on we can rate these movies on Juds, but we can also rate them on Douglas's, which is well, how, we'll how, do that how, just for the Douglas. How gross does this movie make you feel?
1: Yeah, right. How unlikable was Michael Douglas? But
0: next next episode, Alan. Alan Pecula. We're gonna do um, what were the movies?
1: Well, in order, in in chronological order. order Presumed innocent, innocent. consenting adults, Uh and the Pelican Brief. And the Pelican
0: Brief. So, uh... and just for
1: fun, I watched The Devil's Own.
0: Oh, I did not. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's at home uh, plan along, if you're listening to this, uh, wa- do some homework and watch so these movies because we'll, we're gonna spoil the shit out of or, them anyway. We're just gonna, if you listen to this one, you know the plots to all those movies. Now. Yeah. But and,
2: um, and yeah. I and I think if if everything holds, if we're doing this correctly. It, no, it's not going to matter if we spoil any of these. No, because most of them won't movies be, are good. Gonna be good. Movies. And, and if the, these constitute spoilers, you're not paying enough attention.
0: Plus, right. apparently, mm-hmm. according to Matt, the kids in the hall already had a sketch that was spoils the Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, well, we'll bring
1: we'll bring that up in that podcast. <laughs> Maybe thing. not
2: presumed innocent, that, that is a good twist, but we're going to talk about it anyway. No, we got to talk about it because it's one of the coolest yeah, things in the great. movie. It's uh, great. So, so anyway, be prepared. Uh, until then,
0: uh, the suspense is killing us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>